Hey, welcome to a podcast for moms. I'm your host, Julia Sparkman, and this is episode 10. Really stoked to be in the double digits of podcast episodes. And today I have the shadow side of motherhood and birth and life as a ritual and a ceremony with Olivia Hughes. And this episode was so cool because Olivia and I, we go deep, but it never felt heavy because we laugh a lot. And so we have all these deep topics, but we're laughing at ourselves and we're laughing at each other. So it never, yeah, never felt heavy. Um, We share things like our experiences with childhood traumas and how we are currently being triggered in our partnerships, but we do it without oversharing, which was so beautiful because anyone who has gone through anything similar to what we share doesn't need to hear our whole story to feel seen and validated by what we do share and it was such a beautiful practice of honoring the boundaries of the other people in our lives who have walked through these experiences with us and we talk about how you know it's like there's all these things that are so like pertinent and important to our lives that we don't get to talk about out loud often because we don't want to hurt the other people that were a part of the story or share something that those other people may not be ready to have out there. And so we did it in a way that was respectful. And I hope that it empowers you to start speaking some of your truths out loud too, because it can be done without, you know, putting it all out on the table. And we joke about how we are still in it. You know, a lot of what we share, we're still like moving through it. So we joke about how we don't really have any words of wisdom or advice to give you. Um, This episode really embodies the power of sharing and storytelling. That's all that, that's all we need. You know, it doesn't have to be wrapped up in like a pretty bow or a box or handed, you know, with this prophecy or you know, advice, it's like the story is the medicine. And there are so many beautiful stories that Olivia tells within this episode. She shares what life has been like as a first time mom. She shares how she's navigating the powerful work she's doing at home. And she shares her amazing pregnancy and birth story and how she created that experience for herself on her own terms. Our conversation today, or when we had it, but what you're going to listen to now, it ends with Olivia sharing her perspective on birth and life as a ritual and a ceremony. And what truly sunk in so deep for me was how she shares that in this season of her life, she is creating ritual and ceremony within the mundane, right? She refers to life as a baby as Groundhog's Day. And I know that there will be a lot of you listening who can relate to that. And I often think, you know, of ceremony and ritual of this grandiose, elaborate event or events. And Olivia really breaks it down to how she is creating in her own words, she says, everything is a ritual and everything is a ceremony. And that was definitely one of my favorite parts of our conversation. 
And before we jump into the conversation, I wanted to share something that Olivia and I don't talk about during the episode that I know you'll really want to pay attention to right now. Starting in November, Olivia is going to be hosting a virtual mother circle on Wednesdays at 12 p.m. And that's 12 p.m. Pacific time. So please check the show notes so you can join her newsletter and follow her on Instagram because in the very near future, she will start posting about ways that you can sign up to be a part of the circle. And after you listen to this episode, I know you'll want to be involved in or with anything that Olivia is doing. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Olivia Hughes. Hey, Olivia, welcome to a podcast for moms. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's so funny how we like come in with these formal introductions since we've been like talking so deeply now for <laughs> like, the last few minutes. And, um, I was for, for the listeners, I was just sharing with Olivia that normally for podcasts, I'm like very, very prepared and have like everything that I want to talk about um, completely outlined like well over a week ahead of the conversation. And I definitely had some ideas, yet I knew it needed to be a little bit more organic and we were on the same page with that. So I'm excited for our conversation because I think there's going to be a lot of depth to what we talk about that a lot of people will be able to relate to, especially new moms. Mm -hmm. And before we get into all of that, I want to hear in your words, who is Olivia Hughes? And before we go into who is Olivia Hughes, how do you pronounce your old last name? Oh, my, my, um, my maiden name is Chikatini. Chikatini. Okay. Chikatini. Okay. It was so hard to let go of that one. (laughs) (laughs) Some people may recognize you as Olivia Chikatini, but now you're Olivia Hughes. And yeah, who, who are you? Who are you? Yeah, that is such a a great question. Um, As you were asking that, I was thinking about that and so much of my self and identity, um, I feel like has shifted since becoming a mom in the last 10 months. But if I think about just like what resonates with who I am right now, I'm definitely, you know, a first time mom in the first year, really um, in the thick of it, embracing it all, loving it all. But before Mila had come into my life, um, I was working with women and energy and yoga and um, was in the health and healing and conscious consciousness industry. And um, yeah, I have a master's in spiritual psychology. And so I really look at everything in life as a spiritual experience. I mean, I, I understand my humanness very much. I experience that a lot, but I definitely look at all of us as being in this earth school and um, and view really life as um, something very sacred and even making the mundane, not just all of the miracles and amazing things, um, something like ritual and ceremony like we were talking about. So I have a master's in spiritual psychology and a Reiki master. I teach yoga. Like I'm, I'm really into um, uh, just healing mind, body, and spirit. 
Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. as I, I mentioned to you, one thing that I wanted to bring up was I I can't remember when we first met, but it was like probably five or six years ago now, like shortly after I moved to San Diego. And I didn't say this to you before we recorded, but when I first encountered you, because I don't know if we actually like officially met right away or if it was more in passing, but I always had just had this, um, like anytime I was in your presence, I was like, whoa, like this woman is so cool because what I really appreciate about you is you have like that, um, I'm trying to find the right word for it, like kind of that like urban vibe a little bit, you know, like not you're you yes you're in the wellness space and yes you're into yoga and yes you're into spirituality but you've also got like a little bit of like grit and like swagger to you <laughs> oh <laughs> I, I really like like, I, like resonated with that and it truly seemed from the outside and this was like before I followed you on social media but like your true essence is like oh this woman is walking her talk like your practices what you teach what you say they're so integrated into your being and that is evident from meeting you. And when I was probably exactly at the place that you're at right now, like right around the time that Sloan was about seven, eight, nine, ten 10 months old, I reached out to you because I had started doing therapy, like traditional therapy. And I was really hurting. Like, it was, it was, you know, a super hard time in my life. And I had reached out to you to work with you one-on-one. And at the point when we started working together one-on-one, like our paths had definitely crossed many times. Like I had seen you in yoga studios, at events, at people's parties and so forth. Like we had never hung out one-on-one, but I was just so called to work with you because I knew in a very, um, like real spiritual, tangible way, I needed to have someone in my life that could help me guide, help guide me through the tough time that I was having on like a soul level. Mm -hmm. And since then, um, you've said to me, like, I get it now. Like you've, you've shared like, oh, like what you were going through that, like, sticky existential crisis, the pain. Um, One thing we talked about before we pressed record was how, you know, the shadow side of motherhood, which isn't talked about a ton. um, You really helped me to move through that. And I know that you're kind of there yourself right now. Um, Would you be open to speaking to your experience, like what you're experiencing now, particularly as someone that has so many strong spiritual practice, so integrated, you know, so like, I think if someone described you, they would be like, oh, like a light filled being. Right. And so it's like, you have all those things yet. You're still experiencing like a moment right now. Would you be open to sharing? Like you, you mentioned, you know, it's still pretty raw. It's still pretty new. Um, but I think giving voice to your experience would be really helpful for other women to hear. Can you tell us a little bit about where you're at? Yeah, definitely. Um, Just taking in that super warm welcome. Thank you so much for the kind words that you said. Some of the things that you said are things that I matter so deeply to me. Um, 
just authenticity and truth and and just some of the things you reflected back. I just want to say thank you so much. Um, that's so kind of you. And uh, I am grateful for our connection and this way that we've come together and really healing each other. Um, and I think it's such a beautiful metaphor for this healing that women are coming together and sharing our stories and healing each other and letting us know we're not alone and we're 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 going back to the villages even if it's online that's an online village it's the support that we can right now or you know we're going to come back in person when we can or it feels right but you know i'm in a space where leaving my home is is challenging you know it really takes some organization and some planning and so, yeah, sometimes if I can just pop in a room and put on some headphones, that's just what's going to work for me right now. So, yeah, just thank you so much for those kind words. And I love that we're coming together to share. And, yeah, for me, I, I think what I'm going through right now is um, I just think that shadow work, it's like, oh, yeah, my shadow side, my dark side, my this and my that. But sometimes I, I think that they can get lost in translation of what that that really means and how we can truly honor that in a safe and healthy way. Because there's, I think it's just, you know, our emotions can go in such wide ranges and mm -hmm you know, we're, we're taught that these emotions are good and these emotions are bad or these emotions are acceptable and these emotions aren't. And it's not certain ones. It's just how we interpreted that pretty much growing up that seems to kind of like start to play out as you get into motherhood. And like you said, I'm not surprised that this is, is happening to me because uh, I think like we've talked about too, our children are here too be our deepest teachers and our greatest healers. And, you know, that starts, I felt before even conception, you know, I felt her energy start to move and shift my life in a different way. So they just come in so powerfully, so bright and so full and so in their being, you know, that it, it commands that of you, or that's what I've experienced in my, in my experience. And so um, what's been coming up for me lately is I noticed that um, as you start to create your own family, you're like, oh, this is what I want it to be like. This is what I want it to be like. And a lot of the, the ideas that I've wanted my family to be like have come from examples of what I didn't, I knew I didn't want my family to be like. So yeah. growing up a lot, my inner thoughts, I'm realizing were, oh, I don't want to be like that. Oh, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to be like that. I'm not going to do that, you know? And, um, and I focused, I think, a, a lot of my inner world on those judgments. And then those judgments created a path for me. So like my parents created a lot of challenge and I think trauma in the beginning of my life but it's like they were such great teachers and examples of what I didn't want to be in that moment and I'm so grateful to them for that and I think a lot of the work I've done has been in releasing my judgments and my expectations and working on self-forgiveness and compassion for my parents and and you know rebuilding our relationships in really real authentic true ways kind of going through that shadow, that fire, acknowledging it. Because it's 
it's really hard to say. And I think I've, I've always wanted to protect my parents. So I've never really spoken about anything about me and myself growing up. And I think it's really hard to admit and say in real life, like, I love my parents more than anything in the world. They're the greatest, most, you know, it's our, our deepest relationship until I think we have children, really. Uh, and so it's it's really challenging to say, like, I love them. And at the same time, they hurt me very deeply. You know, it's kind of like as a child, we want to, or I've wanted to sugarcoat that pain because we're all aware of it. And I don't want to rub it in or make them feel bad. And by that, I haven't acknowledged my own pain. Yeah. And I've you know, does it, is this making sense? Um, I literally on my phone today screenshotted <laughs> something from a woman. I don't know how to say her last name. Um, it's Jennifer Arnis, A-R-N-I-S-E. And it says, I don't have to choose between knowing my mother did her best did the best she could and being open and honest about the pain she caused. I can do both healing makes it so I can see her side without abandoning my own. And <sighs> that just summarizes what you said, you know, it's like, and we're in a different spot because I feel like you, you've come a much further distance <laughs> with your parents and are in a much better place than I am with my own mother. But it's at that same time where it's like, you love your parents, you have relationships with them. However, to show up as the mother that you need to Mila, and then also to be an integrated person and to take care of yourself, you have to recognize and own and care for the spaces in your life that were hurt by your parents, which is really hard to hold both of those completely opposite experiences at the same time. Exactly. Exactly that. Because I think once you have a kid, oh my God, the compassion for your parents just grows a thousand times because you're like, wow. <laughs> I had no idea it was like this. So I, you, you have, I have got so much even more compassion for my parents since having kids. Like my heart has expanded so big for them. And at the same time, it's triggered so much of my shadow side. That's like, what the, like, how could you have all of this light and being in presence in your life and treat it the way you did. Yep. And, and, and so it's like, I want to get stuck in that story. There's that part of me that's like, Oh, stuck in my story about that. And that story kept coming up recently. And it's like, that is a story in my head that I want to feed into. And whether it's true or real or right or wrong, it's like memories are a strange thing and we all have our own interpretation of the same experiences and my parents have not by any means said oh that was that didn't happen that's not true they've that and I think you mentioned you know about my healing with my parents I really wanted to share that like I really attest that to them being open to my healing and and mm -hmm. being able to hold the space for me to heal and for them to do their variations of level of healing work that they can go to. And I don't expect them to anymore. And so that's created peace. You know, it's like if I've accepted them where they are, 
the healing that happens on their own is just like this byproduct. But but from the outside looking in, I, I was having this moment where I wanted to like rip them apart. And then I was like, but when I come to them and I share these things, when I have the the courage to speak to them, they listen. That's they val you know, they validate me and yeah. they they're with there with me. And I think that's a huge piece of it. Cause if I went to them and they were like, that didn't happen. So, you know, and they were rough with me about it, even still now, it, it, it it's a lot to process on our own. And yeah. so, you know, it, 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 it can be done. I've, I've, I did it, you know, there, I did a lot of my healing work in my spiritual psychology program without them even knowing I was doing that work. Um, and then things came forward much later you know, so we were all kind of doing our healing work in our own way. And I think that um, that that's that's been a really big part of it. But but yeah, I you know, a lot of the stuff that I didn't want to be like, I, I've I've noticed that there are it's not fully who I am, but there's there's moments or, or things that have come through of that dark side that I don't, I, that I despise, that I don't want to be. And in the past, it's like, I would just hate on that side of me or try to shove it down. Or I don't, I don't really know what I did to that side of me in the past. I, I indulged in it, but I, like this time was so different. I don't know if because my heart is open in a different way, but like, as it came up, I, I was there in the story with it but I was able to go into my heart and get out of my head for one of the first times in my life, like in a very quick way. So I, I have a couple of questions about what you are referring to with shadow side, and I would like some clarity on that. But one thing I want to say real quick is people would always tell me before I had Sloan when I was pregnant, like, oh, when you have your daughter, that's going to really help to heal some of the experiences that you've had with your parents. Cause I don't get my experiences validated in that same way. And that's an entirely different conversation that I will happen on in, in a different time and place. Right. Um, yet I kept finding myself being so angry. Like that didn't come out for me right away. I was just like, how could have you have done that? Like, look at this being like thinking of Sloan, like how could have you made the choices that you made yeah, yes. in the way that you made them? And I, I experienced anger more than anything at first, but where my compassion has come from, and I think this will tie into the shadow question that I have for you next is now I'm like, how human are you still as a parent? Right? Like, Oh, that's how they were able to do it because prior to having kids, they weren't on this like conscious path of spirituality. And I think they got like, a running start into parenthood. And I was still in the only way to say it fucked, right? Like I had tools when I became a mom, like I had a meditation yes. practice, yoga, a very conscious community. Um, I was doing 12 step work. Like it's not like I entered in um, with this clean slate of no coping skills or no resources or tools. And it was still really challenging for me. So where my healing and my um, compassion for them came from was recognizing like, oh, we're still as parents, like very human yeah. beings that have unhealed parts of ourselves that come out as parents. Right. And you talked about judgments, like 
you wanting to have certain families and the way that you are, you wanted to have a certain type of family and the way that you crafted that image in your head came from what you didn't want to have. Right. Yet to create that family, it's not like you have the vision and then you automatically show up as such because there are things within you that limit you from doing that. Is that what the shadow is for you? Is this, are you following me with that? <laughs> I, I am. I, or I think, I, I think I am. What, yeah. what the shadow, what, and that, and I want to touch on what you said too, because that's one thing that's come in my head too, is like, okay, I have all these resources. I have all these tools. I have all the things that you mentioned. We have loving, conscious partners that support us and listen to us and help us. I think that's a huge thing. You know, my parents separated right after I was born. And so I was watching them do it individually alone. It's hard. It's hard with both a partner. So I can't yeah. even, you know, so I can't imagine, you know, individually alone. I know why their experiences looked so hard because, you know, I get that. Um, uh, what were you, where was I going with that though? Sorry, you mentioned something. Oh, so I was saying like, I, when we're, sometimes I sit here and I'm like, wow, I feel like I'm in a very privileged place. Like I very, you know, as we say, the next generation always kind of is in a different space than our, our, the previous one. So I feel in a very much different space and, um, and it's still challenging from this privileged space. So I have, I think of mothers that are in very, very challenging situations and I can't even imagine the level of mental stress. You know, it's like something that is just like, wow. You know, I have so much compassion for that and so much level of stress. And for me, I really can relate to you. The shadow side that I am talking about is anger. Yes. For me. Like I did not, I, I had a healing session before I even got pregnant with someone and she's very potent in her timing and her questions. And it really came out of that session. I didn't even know that I had so much fear around being a mother because I didn't want to be an angry mother. And I just thought, you know what? It's probably better off. I, I, I don't want to be this angry, mean person and I don't want to traumatize anyone I don't want to hurt anyone and there was this side of me that believes like you know no matter what we're going to and I think that's a hard part for me to swallow in motherhood and I'm working on that because I don't I, I was having this talk with myself and it's like do I want to be perfect or do I want to be real do I want to be perfect or do I want to be real and I'm like I have to be real for her but like we said, of those range of emotions, it's like, yeah, I'm going to demonstrate anger in front of her. That's a given. I can't, I can't stop myself from ever getting angry. That's, I know that, but there's a difference between getting angry and getting scary, violent, angry. Mm -hmm. And it feels different in my body. It feels different in the people around me. And I'm not this crazy, angry person, but there's moments that, that, have been arising that are coming up for healing in a really deep way. And um, I'm so grateful, like you said, to be in a space where I have the tools and the consciousness and the community and the support and the husband and the partner and everything to 
and the finances to be in this place to help myself, to get the support I need, to reach out, to do all these things um, that have, have truly made all the difference. Like you said, you know, it's like, it really makes a difference when we just ask for what we need. If you're open to it, you don't have yeah. to share if it doesn't feel right. Where, what is um, prompting the anger? Is it little things? Is it big things? Like, are you open to giving an example of what this anger is feeling like or where it's coming from? Is it just, what, what is that like for you? Um, I think without sharing too much, um, um, but for me, um, it's actually a very loving, it's a dance that Matt and I are having. And it's, it's the thing that I think a lot of partners may feel that, you know, my deepest wound is pushing up on his deepest wound mm-hmm. and um, we're really choosing to sit here and do the work together. And I'm so proud of that. Yeah. it's. I didn't want to like put words in your mouth or like interject my own experience, but I was like wanting to say the only thing I really am angry at is Alex right now. <laughs> and it's, sometimes it's like the littlest things and um and we have both seen the same acupuncturist now. And some of my anger, I think, was really hormonal, right? Like it was just me dysregulated within my own body. And like you said, some of it, I think, were and is really deep wounds that only something as like cat like it's, I don't want to say, I almost said like a catastrophe. It's not a catastrophe having a baby, but like almost something as like huge, as monumental as having a baby to like literally tear you open legitimately, right? That would trigger those things. And then your closest source in your life is going to be where you then navigate that experience. Totally. And I'm grateful that we had been in relationship for like many years before we're going on eight, nine years this year. And it's like, so, you know, we talked about this thing before postpartum started, like you said, the hormones are, I mean, it's just like, wow, it's a, it's a floodgate, you know, and it's, it's, it is the highest highs and, you know, just a very low lows of just this fluctuation of coming back into balance within your own being, like you mentioned. And we talked a lot about this baseline, you know, like, you know, we know since we had been together, we knew each other's baseline. It's like, yeah, I know, I know how to poke him. He knows how to poke me. We all know how to do that to our partners. But like you said, when you're just like, popping off over whatever you know you're like uh I don't think this has to do with like using that towel like yeah. I you know what I mean yeah. you're like I you know and so it's like I at least am so grateful that like I have that awareness yes all my shadow side will come out like why did you use that towel like that's the craziest thing but like 
there's certain tiles that I want used for one thing and used for another thing. That sounds psychotic, but <laughs> yeah, it's I the freaking truth. It's the truth. These are packed out. Don't use them. They just chill in the bath, you know, but I don't know. I'd say how many times I got to say that, but then I got to turn into a crazy person. It's like, you're so mad about the towel. It's like, it's not about the towel, but now I'm getting pissed about towels and I need to self-reflect. You know what I mean? It's like, I need to reflect when I'm getting pissed off about a towel. Because it's yes. not about the towel. It's not about him. It's about me. And I need to just go check in. Like, what boundary is being crossed right now? Why am I off my baseline? My husband mm-hmm. loves me. I love him. We have the same goals. We are on the same team. What's going on here? And, um, you, you know, it's it's you. it sounds like you really get it. <laughs> For me personally... What I've learned and one question that I had for you, because from the outside, life just seems to be like real flowing for you right now, right? Like you're still like camping with your baby. I mean, I've never been camping before. So the thought of camping with a baby seems like literally insurmountable to me. Although we are going to stay in a very luxurious cabin in the woods. (laughs) I'm excited for that. Baby steps for sure. at my heart of hearts, like I want to be like a nature gal, but I also really think that I'm going to like super enjoy the hot tub outside at 98 degrees MSI too, so I can go into it because I'm pregnant, you know, but it's like things like that, like from the outside, you're still teaching your Sunday class, like you're still posting about the um, beautiful like rituals, things that you're doing, the altars that you make, like, um, Love that stuff. you know, so it's like, all of those things still seem to be flowing in your life yet. And like to tie it back around to like the internal dysregulation that we experience as mothers is like, we've had to create so many changes in our lives. Right. So it's like, I don't, I know that dads out there still have things that have changed for them, but not in the same way that we have. Right. And so to kind of tie it to what we were just talking about. It's like, yeah, we, I think we sometimes snap off at our significant others or we have challenges with them more so than anyone else, because it's like, we are supposed to be in it partnership doing this parenting thing together yet their lives have not changed in the same way that our lives have changed. Like we've had to navigate this entire like tremendous shift in a different way than they have. So I think that that, can create some of like the internal um like don't fucking touch the towel or in my opinion like why are you doing that before you're doing this like I really like things to be done in a certain order so if things are done out of the order it's like why would you do that first right like that's you know that's kind of where our our struggle comes into play and that's me being controlling which I understand but um it's because like I've lost control of so many other things right um so I'm curious to hear from you what has changed since you became a mom? So it's like prior to becoming a mom, your life seemed like amazing, which it still seems amazing. But how, what, like, I don't want to say what sacrifices have you made, but it's like, what is different now in motherhood? And why, like, how do you think that that might be impacting you in both um, positive and negative ways? Or maybe using different terms like what has been easy what has been tough like yeah yeah that makes perfect sense I know I totally hear you um and I know what you're saying of like not trying to make it like easy good or bad right or wrong like I totally know like yes I get you I think like um 
where was I gonna go first is uh, um, I think that I was talking about this actually at Balboa on Sunday. And I was saying that there's like this huge divide in the world right now. It feels like we're being divided over, okay, we're gonna divide you over this. Okay, if that's not dividing you, here's something else to divide you. Here's something else to divide you. Here's something else to divide you. And I said, since I'm in the first year of parenting, I really am in, like you said, this parenting bubble. You just, you don't even have the time or energy to really be outside of this bubble without, you know, this. it's a very small extension outside that bubble in the first year is what I'm finding. And so this great divide, it wasn't something that I, you know, I know it's being held in the collective, but like I was saying is that, you know, we can feel a divide within our own relationships. And as Matt and I were going through this experience, it was like what I found really helped because I hear what, what you were saying. And I've said those things of like, like, I don't want to say to him, like, you don't get it. You know, like, you don't get what it's like. You don't understand this. It's like, no, I need to choose and use my words better of like, how can I help you understand me? Yes. How can I help you understand where I'm coming from? And how can I listen with my heart? Mm-hmm. Because I noticed I have done a lot of listening with him with my head. Yes. When I'm in in fight or flight or trigger or in a fight, you know, I've, I listen with my head. And in the past couple of weeks, I've been listening with my heart and it feels different. And I hear things different. I hear him different. And I think that for moms, you know, wow, this is the most incredible spiritual, physical, emotional, mental life-changing experience that I've ever, I'll speak for myself, that I've ever experienced in my life. And I think that moms have not been seen, heard, and validated for ever, maybe. Or we need to go back to honoring the mother, um, the woman, the mother earth, the womb, the woman. And I'm honoring that above all else. And then mothers don't need to sit around and be screaming and letting people know how much we do and how much our life has changed and how hard it is and how angry we are and why we have postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. It's like because we are not being seen, heard, and held and supported in the ways that we need to. And it's creating this divide within our homes because Mm -hmm. When I really, really, really listen, yes, it has not been a physical change. The even though in my funniest, angriest, I mean, when Matt and I, it's hilarious too. Like sometimes I'm like, oh my god, this is hilarious. This is gold, you know, because I'm just like one, like furious one time, and I'm just like, you know what? Like you just don't understand. Like she came out of my body. Like when she cries, I feel it. Like I feel it in this different way. Like it's just different. You know what I mean? And he's like, but she originally came out of my body. So you don't think I feel it too? And I'm like, oh my god, you did not just say that to me. Like okay, she originally did come out of your body. Like you have a point there. Like, you know, and I just like laughed in that moment. Like you're hilarious. Like touche. Like this is your experience too. And the more I've respected and honored his experience versus like devalidated, I've mm-hmm. noticed it's created the space for him to see me more. 
even though no like i know he always sees me because like we see each other but it's like allowed him to acknowledge it more or we just it's allowed me to support each other more and i think that you know my whole life i've been like honor the woman honor the woman i came from a single mom my mom's always like woman 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 and it's like i am the first one to charge that 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 parade and i'm really learning that um just as much as the woman has felt unsupported and shamed and not valued the man has too and in different ways and it takes a lot for me to say that because i am like a very like i know we can relate on that woman strength feminist side too and i'm always going to be that and honor that and i feel that so deeply with my daughter but I'm really learning how to honor the divine masculine because I was not given that example growing up. And I really wanna, really wanna be that example for my daughter. And I Mm -hmm. really want her to speak, hear me speak to her dad kindly and lovingly and supportively. And and that takes a lot of um, listening and compassion and it it and I just it's it's harder it's harder than being like you're wrong f you that's so easy that's so easy yeah. so it's like a, I'm it's getting, I'm getting like cheery because I'm like I have a penis in my body right now <laughs> literally yeah yeah you're growing a little penis oh my god <laughs> I love that and so it's like for sure and when you said initially like the thing with Matt, I'm always like, these are my babies. And Alex will say like, oh, but I created them. And I'm like, but I grew them, you know? And I do have that like, and I think it's because we're very similar. Like I had no relationship with my dad. I've always been like, fuck the patriarchy. Um, And I, I have kind of created that like, this is mine and not yours. But I'm like, do I want that for Sloan? And then when Silas comes around, it's like, wow, like really now having to make space for inviting in the masculine and honoring both and teaching my children to honor both of them. And that has to start in the relationship that I have with their father, right? And wow, what a task. Um, don't yeah. have anything else to say about that. Right <laughs> You're like, and that's why I was like funny. I was like, that's what we were talking earlier. I was like, okay, it's really raw. Like I don't have words of wisdom. Like yeah. you said, like I don't have any like, oh, and then you get there and it's like this, like I'm, the one thing I know that it might help is like listening. But like, I was like, I have no like solutions. I'm in it with you all. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And I think that, I think that's okay. And I think it's just, I mean, it's just nice to hear someone else also having that experience. And while like I'm on the other side of the experience that I had my first year of pregnant after I had Sloan. So my first year of motherhood at the same time, just like hearing like, Oh, it wasn't just me. And, and even though it's like, we haven't, you know, 10 years from now, hopefully we could come back and have another conversation of like, Oh, things were really challenging. I, you know, my partner and I, we had these challenges. This is what happened. And then this is how we move through it. Or this is what it looks like now, or this is what's changed. But right now we're just, we don't really have any, like, this is just what's happening. And I think that sometimes it's important to share the experience. And while yes, we haven't like gone super deep. Like I feel like if we were having this conversation and the the record button was off, like different things would be said. And I think that's totally fine, right? Like we don't need to be saying everything out loud to 
people that we don't know that are going to listen, but I do think that people will hear it and they're going to be like, yeah, I feel you. And that's equally as important as giving a like, oh, this is how you can make your life better statement. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you there. And I, I think that, yeah, I think I agree with everything you said. I, and I, I'm just so like, as I was sharing that about the divine masculine, I was so in my own story. And when you just reminded me that like you're, you have the divine masculine in your body right now, you're carrying that. Like I just got full body chills of like, it is, it's challenging work, you know, but it is so worth it and so rewarding. And like this, it, like you're saying, like, I feel like just from this conversation, we're both inspired to go back and be more loving in our relationships and be those examples for our children. And I think, you know, we're both also very um, connected to our offerings. So we love to create and produce on a, a, a entrepreneurial level, especially before our children. So we that can be considered quote, quote, our work, our job, but I really am just getting the deepest download and I, and I've, I've witnessed it from you and you've given me so many beautiful, um, supportive texts when I've texted you over the last year and words of wisdom and just kindness that it's like, this is our job, quote, quote, right now, this is our quote, quote, work is to do this healing, to be these examples. And it's crazy. I never thought about this before ever in my life but it's like you know I look at Mila and I'm like you know I got 10-15 years that's it before yeah. you go you are gonna go out of I took my bag was packed at 18 18 in a day peace gone I have been plotting my escape I'm gone I'm running I'm out of here and if she does it I have to accept that and it's just like I it's just coming to me it's like the time is now the work mm -hmm. it needs to be done right now. I wanna, I got 15 years to really show up for her in the ways that she's shown up for me, you know, fully present, alive, light, you know, and I wanna just reflect all that back to her. So, uh, like you said, it's some days I just lay there and I'm like, wow, what a hard one. But I am so grateful that my family unit continues to show up for one another. Yeah, because that's hard and that's the work. And there's so much love there when you continue to show up. And I'm like, I see you doing it, too, in your family. And I'm just like, I'm proud of us. I don't have any advice for anyone. But if you keep showing up and, you know, I think that's a big part of it, too. 100 percent. And this is hard. Something that I, I know that, yeah, you you like kind of spoke to a little bit. Like I know you, you teach your class and you still like offer mm. workshops here and there. Um, one thing that I wanted to touch on is when I was doing my work with you a little over a year ago, one thing that was um, causing me a lot of strife internally and, and I was literally in battling with myself on the inside was I felt like I needed to be doing and I'm saying this with air quotes, like more, like why, why wasn't I ready to get out of the home and do all these like other entrepreneurial things? And as you were speaking to, it's like our work is in the home right now. And as yes. women who are like charging the feminine 
our feminist brigade, that is a hard, like, that's, that's a challenge in and of itself to then be like, nope, like right now where I need to be is at home doing work within my family and not out in the world doing a million other things, which to the women out there doing other things, like good for you. Maybe you, this isn't your season of life to be doing work on yourself and at home. And that's totally fine. And it comes at different times for everyone yet we are here and I want to champion other women who feel called to do that, but maybe are having that same struggle that I had because society tells us to like get back out there as fast as possible. Um, I just wanted to call that out that I think we do not get permission. We don't necessarily need it, but it's easier when we have it um, to not do as much outside the home and to really focus all of our energy and attention in our home life, because that's, what's going to create the reality and the, and the opportunity that maybe Amelia won't want to pack her bags at 18 and leave, or maybe (laughs) won't run away from home when she's 16. Right. Like, you know, yeah. And, and I think that's so important. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to say that, that I think that that's what I, that's my, my wisdom to add is if you don't want to, you don't have to go out and do work. And if you want to stay home and you're having a hard time because you financially maybe have to, like, that's my political work in the world is finding ways to make it so women who don't want to work can stay home with their kids. So someday when I have the space and time, that is what I'll be doing. No, I love that because it's, it's, I'm really seeing that, that, um, when you, you know, come from a, a healing, conscious, loving home, you know, I, I believe truly that those beings will show up differently in the world and they will show up, you know, yes, of course, they're always going to have their own spiritual work and conscious work to do. But it, I do feel like it gives them, like you were saying, like we had the tools. So we're a little bit, a little bit, uh, you know, more evolved than the next generation of our parents. Like my parents are like catching up with the tools and like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, like I think we are like that. I'm noticing like, oh my God, the work of the home, the heart of the home is is powerful. And like you said, like, oh my gosh, that season of my life in my 20s and early 30s where I was not in the home and I never even thought about the home once in my life and I was charging it everywhere except the home. I loved that season. And we need those people in that season. Like, and I know you enjoyed that season of your life too. It's like, and that's what I think you're saying is like, wherever you're at, honor it. For sure. You know, because sometimes it's hard to just accept where we're at because we think like, oh, yeah, I want to be doing this. I want to be doing that. Or for me, it's like the healing is just not stopping because as I dug and dug and dug over this need to work, I was like, what is this? And it was like work equals safety. And it was like, oh, I got to reprogram that in my head. No, that's not true. That doesn't equal safety. You know, and I got to reprogram so many things. So that's why sometimes I'm just like, Oh my gosh, it never stops. It's just like, whoa, motherhood, dive in, girl. You're going into the the like the laundry mat, you know, like the dryer, but it's beautiful and it's not like a ride I want to get off of. You know, the ride at Disneyland is fun when it goes upside down if you're hold on and buckled in and you got the right, the right tools. But sometimes you're like, oh, I forgot to buckle in today. Oh shit. All right. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot my seatbelt. Here we go. Woo! You know, so yeah. it's just funny. It's just a ride and and just talking to you. I literally feel so um 
just light and free. And I think that these these connections and these stories are so powerful. And I'm so grateful you started this podcast because um, this is the work. It's so it's so beautiful, and the sharing and the space you hold for vulnerability is really powerful. Thank you. Well, thank you, and I want to be respectful of your time, and. I do want to talk about something that you had shared. You had, when I asked you what you wanted to talk about on the podcast, you said birth as ritual, life as ceremony. So before we wrap up today, I know that's a, that's not a easy topic to dive mm-hmm. into, but I want to hear from you um, what that means and how you're actualizing that in your life. Okay. I like that. Thank you for that. And I, what came forward too is like, I really am trying, or I wanted to share too, as you were speaking, like, I really am trying to speak from a very authentic place about my experience today. And at the exact same time, I'm also really trying to respect the other people that are players and my husband and my parents. Um, And whether that's a pattern of protecting the people I love or just truly honoring their journey and like, you know, just trying to share my side of it more than theirs. I think that's something that I'm very conscious of. Um, And like what comes up right now is like, and one day there, it'll be a time to share it all, but it's like, it just doesn't ever feel like that time has come yet. So um, if it seems like there was parts where I was like alluding things, you know, if anyone ever has anything they want to connect with me about, I'm, I'm very open to. And like you said, if it weren't recording, like you and I have spoke so deeply about so many things. Um, but I'm, I'm really finding a dance of honoring myself and my story and the, the, the stories of those around me too. So I just wanted to share that for some reason, because I think a lot of us may stay quiet because we don't want to hurt other people. 100%. You know, and I I noticed that I did that a lot because what I noticed too is that like we're talking about birth as ritual or life as ceremony, or I think they can go vice versa, birth as ceremony, life as ritual, is that that's how I really approached my birth. Um, I got pregnant at 39 naturally and Truly, I just never, I'd never been pregnant before. So I just didn't know if I could get pregnant. I mean, I didn't really try. So I, I just didn't know. So when it happened, I was grateful beyond measure. And I knew it was something that I wanted to go into extremely as consciously as possible. So I just tried to do a lot of research and I tried to unlearn a lot of things, which is like the freaking dance of life. Like, you know, like I want to go in and find out as much as I can and then just forget it all and trust myself. Like, you know what I mean? But, but that was kind of the dance that I was in. And so, um, so yeah, I just, I just went into it like that. Oh, and what I was going to go to is into that is like, you know, I was able to have a natural water birth at home and, and the surges that came through my body, my birth was three hours. Like my water broke at 2.30 a.m. I went back to sleep until 6.30 a.m. I woke up at 6.30 and she was born at 9.45 a.m. Yeah. So it was like, it no. was fast. Yeah, like the, it just felt like a train took off and then just kept going until she came out. You know, it just was like, and, and picking up speed. It wasn't just like cruising. It was like, it started, it felt like period cramps. I'm like, oh yeah, this is familiar. I felt this a lot, period cramps, okay. But then some somehow it just picked up speed. Like I was like, oh wow, okay. So the three hours was very, very fat. It was intense. It was animalistic. It was uh, raw. And I was roaring, screaming, 
yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like screaming or yelling. It literally was like, I would feel the surge coming in my womb and I would, it would start to manifest in my throat. Like as the peak of the surge of the contraction, that's when I was the loudest. And then it, but it wasn't like screaming like you would for help or you're in pain or like you have before. It was really like a roar. Like it felt like as my womb was opening, so was my throat. And so I feel like since motherhood, there's this part of me that like, I can't stuff down anymore. I can't. I, there's things I need to share. There's things I need to share. That just is like coming through so profoundly. And I don't know how and I don't know what that means, but there's things that need to be shared that I haven't shared. And um, just feeling that power within my own being has really inspired me because I want to share that space for other women to feel that because it's been life-changing for me and I think that I show up differently for myself and in the world I feel like my eye contact is different I feel like my my presence is different I feel I just feel completely transformed and I don't think you need to have a natural water home birth to have this by any means um for me this is how this energy transformation showed up was through the physical. I needed to go through the physical experience. I needed to face fears. I needed to know my power in this way. Um, This was my surrender. But for other women, I think surrender can show up in many different forms. And I believe every single birth is beautiful, powerful. And I think that this can be achieved, not achieved, experienced on any birth. But the the just the the feeling that I felt was so incredible, and uh, just doing it on my own terms, like what I really envisioned, what I wanted, and on my own terms from yes, the medical system, but also on my own terms from my family, my friends, from people that didn't understand, and that's okay. That is so okay. It was this journey of honoring what I knew I needed for myself because I knew when the moment came, nobody was going to be there with me. My husband is there holding my hand, my doula, my midwife. Yes, okay, those people are there with me. And maybe, you know, who knows? Like things happen, women birth by themselves all the time. So I knew that it was going to be just me walking through that gate. There was no one that they could walk me there, they could do, but. I needed to go there myself. And so, yeah, it was this really deep learning to trust myself. And I just, what kept coming through is everything is a ritual. Everything is a ceremony, no matter, like I said, no matter what version, but, you know, we had her in the bathtub because she came so fast. I didn't even really make it to our birth pool. We came back into our bed. I birthed the placenta on our bed. I got all of my postpartum care on our bed while she latched and nursed. I mean, there was like this beautiful flower altar I had created for her the night before and this meditation because we were at 41 weeks and just really calling her in that night before. Um, and it was just beautiful. You know, I was at home. I, I ate food for, that I bought, you know, from our kitchen. It was just like this really sacred experience. We stayed connected. She stayed connected to the placenta for hours until it had completely transferred all of the nutrients for her and the blood. And we 
burned the her cord. I just felt like, and what I mean by ritual and into and ceremony is, I guess, just intention. It's just like know what you're doing and why you're doing it. And in birth specifically, it's like if I could just share one thing, it's like please don't or do it because it's fun. And if you have the time, energy, and resources, of course you're going to go create a beautiful nursery and all of these things. But like the real work I found during my pregnancy and preparation was for my mind for my body and for my emotional, my spirit. And, you know, prepping that is what really mattered. Those first few months, that baby lays on you, whether you're breastfeeding or not. That baby's going to be on top of you. You you are it. That's all it needs. Some pillows, comfy bed. You got it. You know, um, so that, that was it. I guess just I'm so grateful that I, I really envisioned this. And I think the, the reason she waited 40 to 41 weeks is because there was this dance with like, I envisioned this, I created this, it's what I wanted. But there was also this part of me that was like, that has to be non-attached because I had never birthed before. I have no idea what's going to happen. I have to be ready for any shifts in the moment to just go and change my entire plan. So it wouldn't let me fully attach to what I wanted. And I think that that's like a dance we can do in life. It's like, we're scared we might not get it. So we won't fully attach, you know, all of our intentions and all of our energy into what we really, really, really want. And the night before I went to bed, I just wrote down what I wanted detail by detail. I want three hour birth. She'll weigh this much. This music will be paying. All these candles will be lit. I'll be floating in flowers. Okay, all that shit went out the window. But the yeah. core, the core beings of what I was calling in came. You know, there was no music playing. There was no silence. There was no candles. There was no, you know, that was all like beautiful. And if that could have happened, wonderful. But the the deeper intentions is what I'm talking about what came through and I think working on the deeper intentions and making everything you do ritual and ceremonial in whether you're a mother or not if you cook a meal making it ritual making it ceremony putting love into it you know it's felt and I think you can create and visualize and create so much more than you think and the system would want me to believe I needed to do things in a certain way and it was so empowering to be like, I, I appreciate that it, uh, information, but I, I have a different source of information that's speaking to me louder and I'm going to go there. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, you're all like really, really speaking to me right now in so many ways. And um, I'm curious now with Mila, how have you then um, been able to invite some of that into motherhood, right? Like you had a lot of intention, a lot of ritual, a lot of ceremony around birth. Have you, I mean, first year is like, you know, like up and down all the time, but have you been able to find ways to then infuse that into some moments? Cause I know you're not like walking around like all day, every day, like, Full intention, full embodied. Have there been little moments of that now that she's out of you? I'll say like in the later months, maybe now she's 10 months now. So like in the later months, I found little time to go and create an altar, just buy some flowers or do little things. But 
No, I think like in the first few months, you, I was just in this love bubble. I didn't care. I was like, what's yo, what's this is my ritual. I'm obsessed. I'm in love. Like I was just like, Arr. and then like four, four or five months come around and you're like, well, what's going on out there world? Hey, I want to get back out there. I want to do a couple things. And you go out and you try and you kind of think, you know, four or five, six months later, oh, okay. It's going to be like how it was, or, okay, I'm going to go and do this for an hour or two. And that just doesn't happen. And then you get, like you were talking about in the very beginning, and then you get triggered. Well, I can't even leave for an hour. And it's like, it's surrender over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And the other day it was like, oh, yeah, like, uh, I give you a bath every day. Like, that's our new ritual. I love giving you a bath. And lately I've just been hopping in with her because she was, like, at this funky, like, she, you know, like, not walking but crawling. And so I just wanted to hold her in there safe. So I jump in there with her. And it's like I bathe her with intention and with love. And we do bubbles and salts and oils and sometimes flowers. And, and sometimes none of that stuff because I'm out of all of it. And it's still fun because we play with the water. And, you know, it's really taught me, like I said, like all of the, like, I used to, like, because we had our healing space and create these beautiful physical spaces and hold circles and pull cards and do all those things. And I get to dance and do that a little bit more now these last couple months, like I said. But I think in the first year of motherhood, I was like learning or being taught <laughs> that the ritual and the ceremony is also in the mundane. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. that like, it's okay if it's Groundhog's Day today. We're all good because okay. I'm actually so blessed that I can even be here. My mom sure. didn't get the chance to sit there with me every day. She had to get up and go to work and, and just push through. You know, that probably broke her heart, but she didn't have the time or the space to be heartbroken. She kept going. And I think that that was hard for me too. It's like, yeah, if Matt and I got in a fight before, well, I could go to the ocean for three hours and go on a walk and meditate and pray and chant and come back a way more peaceful person. It's like now we get in a fight and it's like, I'm a, I can't leave. Where am I going to go? There's no space. There's no time. It's like, I got to breathe really deep. And so mm -hmm. it's just that kind of stuff. It's like, no, I don't walk around like peaceful, like chanting ohms all day long at all. It's like I breathe really, 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 really deep these days, <laughs> you know, and then and, and just accepting the change. And I love the mamas like you that is like, oh, like you said, like Sloan, I know like has been going to school this week. And, you know, my mama friends that have, have the kids that are in preschool or and now and my friend that I'm staying with right now, you know, her daughter is in first grade and it's like, oh, girl, your time's going to come back. Don't worry that your class is coming that minute to yourself, that that weekend away. You know, these things in this first year, there's this, this like these weird stories. You're like, I'm never going to get back to that. I'm never going to see my friends again. Oh, my God. And it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah. And, and it's, it, it's it's I've gotten to a place of much more surrender, but I've had my moments for sure. Definitely. And. Just to share, it's Sloane's third day of school, and she was fine the first two days, and she was hysterical this morning, like grasping onto my body, didn't want to go in. It was it really hurt bad, like me. It hurt me really bad, but had you know, I was like, I know it's good for her, so you know, I left, and I hope she's okay. And um, 
the one thing I want to say to that is talking about like the mundane, talking about, you know, Groundhog's Day, all of that. Now that I've had two and a half mornings of space, right? Um, I'm like, man, like, yeah, I, I should have just enjoyed what I had when I had it, right? Like, it's like I was you should have back in like May, I was like, okay, September is coming. I'm going to get it, you know? And I think next time around, (laughs) I will know that it's not going to last forever in a different way that I, I didn't have the awareness to know before. Right. And it's like, it's like enjoying, like you said, like there are moms out there that do not have the space. And if you're one of those moms and you want the space, and I also know moms that are like, I have no idea how you did that. And I genuinely do not think that they would have been able to do the home every single day with their kids and everyone is different and that's totally fine. Um, but I love the the thought of like the mundane and the day to day as the ritual. And even now I finally learned to like, I, I drink tea in the morning and it's like, even though I did it putting dinosaur magnets on Sloan's little easel, you know, it's like, that's the new ritual is like learning how to be present in that and not trying to rush that, not trying to think about anything else. Like that is like true practice is like, here I am right now making sure that Sloan doesn't try to drink my hot tea or knock it over and put in the magnets up on the board. Like that is the practice. Like that, that is spirituality. You know, it's like, and, and I truly believe that it's like, all the things that we used to spend all the hours and time doing, I used to have a very robust, like two hour morning practice of all, all the things, you know, meditation, journaling, movement, everything, you know? And it's like, that's great, but that's not reality. It's like reality is learning how to show up in the day to day and be present and be fully embodied. And that's, I think, I mean, you don't need motherhood necessarily to get there, but I think that's been my gift of motherhood is teaching me, that that's so powerful mm-hmm. it's so powerful to really and I think as a mom you can feel those moments where you are really present just talking about dinosaurs and drinking tea yeah. or when you're just like hey pick that dinosaur so we can go I've done both yeah. I, I get it you know what I mean you're like hey which one of those you want all right slap it up there get in the car you know what I mean you're like all right yeah. You know, and they they both serve for whatever moments you have. But like, yeah, the presence is powerful. And I think like you're saying, there's so much wisdom coming through you as you are um, having Sloan go to this new transition. You're also bringing new life in. So pregnancy, I know, really opens up that portal of intuition. And you're just really seeing... um, so much wisdom that's that's coming through uh, yeah. from one child to the next it's incredible so to just see definitely well thank you so much for sharing all of yourself with us today and you aren't like an over poster but when you do post online it is so beautiful so I will definitely link to your Instagram page. And then I know through, um, you have a newsletter where if you could send me a link, I'll definitely get that. So people can sign up for your newsletter. And if you're local in San Diego, every Sunday morning, and it's at 11 a.m. Is that mm-hmm. correct? 11 a.m. Balboa Park. Can you tell us the cross streets? 
Yeah, it's on the corner, the corner of Sixth and Laurel, right at the the top of the bridge as you're going into the park. Um, Yeah, it's a a really beautiful yoga class. And my husband plays the live acoustic guitar and sings. And it's a really beautiful community. And I would love, love, love to have you there. And it's donation based. So please come um, and bring family, bring friends, bring your pets, bring anybody that that you would love to have join you. It's a really open space. And um, and I'm really, really grateful to be here today. Thank you so much, Julia, for all of you shared um, and just holding the space for me. Um, I shared a lot of things today that I really haven't shared ever. And I kind of felt that coming up this morning. And I think it's just because of the safe space that you've really held and the vulnerability that you've shared already. And um, I just wanted to say thanks. It was really my pleasure to be here. Thank you. And yeah. um yeah, definitely everyone listening, please check the show notes so you can keep finding Olivia outside of this conversation and anything else you have. Oh yeah, I forgot. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's the omexperience.com, but I'll definitely okay. give you all the info, but it's, oh, everyone always thinks it's om for like om yoga, but it's actually, it, which it is, but it's also o for Olivia and m for Matt, the om oh, experience. Yeah. It. So it's yeah. just the omexperience.com, but I'll send you everything and that way they can get the newsletter and stay connected. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share this episode with your friends. And you can help us grow by subscribing, rating, and reviewing a podcast for moms on your favorite podcasting platforms. I'd love to connect with you. Feel free to direct message me on Instagram at a podcast for moms or send me an email, a podcast for moms at gmail.com. I can't do this alone. Together, though, We are a movement of moms revolutionizing the world through radical motherhood.